You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Everyone, welcome back to the 3 a.m. podcast. We're back in studio. <laughs> if you're listening, you couldn't see that. We were virtually high-fiving. Charlie is at home yes. uh, tuning in. I have my own camera in the studio. Sean has his own camera in the studio. We're making it work, and this it's, it's just you. barely working. <laughs> <laughs> just before this, we had uh, like mics cut out, and it's like it was working for like an hour, and then we go live. And not. Anyway, we're back. We've been on a... Uh, a little bit of a hiatus uh, for multiple reasons, which we will go over. Um, but tonight will be a little short. Uh, we have been fiending to 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 record again. It's just literally the cards have not been able to line up for for any of us. <laughs> um, and and that's okay. It's uh, dude. Have you guys felt any stress for not recording at all? Like they're for valid yes reasons, no. <laughs> for very valid reasons, for very but valid reasons. Still, like just like a piece of me was missing. I was like, I just feel I've been like incomplete. I've been anxious to update the regular listeners and stuff. I feel bad that we kind of just went dark. Um, but other than that, I'm not gonna lie; it was kind of nice to not. <laughs> not oh, for sure. Prepare yeah. anything and yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah the, so there's the pros sh- and cons. I, I, if I'm being 100 percent honest. Yeah, for all the good things we have with the podcast, there's, there's, there's a decent amount of stress that comes with it too, when it comes to preparing yeah. and uh, executing. Uh, in and what order? Producing. So I have a question: In what order should we share our updates that will be the least buzzkill? Uh, <laughs> I go first. Should Sean go first? I should go first because I or I don't have much. I'll go first because what you guys have is way more. Exciting. I was going to say, do you want? the least buzzkill first or like last. Cause if Let's we go, go DJ Sean me, let's go. All I, right. I started school up again. I've always dude. I've, <laughs> I have undiagnosed ADHD or ADD. I still have to be educated on one or the other, <laughs> but, uh, I, I need to see like a general physician for it, but I've always struggled with school and I've gone back and I'm very proud of myself for it. Finished my first semester. Um, and, yeah, so that was that. I'm starting classes up again in about a week and a half. So that's all for like just extending my skill set of of art and visual and audio. So going into 3D rendering and design. Since last time, I also started a radio station with a record shop that I'm contracted with. So it's 24-7. Y'all should go check it out. I'll pull it up really uh, really quick. It's Radio3Hive.com. So check it out. Lots of good cuts sourced from everybody at the record shop. 
So it's super eclectic. Anything you hear on here, you're not going to hear on regular mainstream radio. So uh, if you're fiending for new music or old classics, yeah, go and check it out. But that's my news. School, radio, and uh, yeah. That's like all good news, dude. Yeah, it is. It is good. Yeah, it's good. I can't complain. So I got Johnny Boy Buzzkill News or Good News. Which one do you want first? <laughs> Mix it up, bro. Okay. <laughs> so this last month, like since we recorded last, I feel like has been uh, a lot that's gone on for me. And normally this isn't the case. I feel like I'm very like just even keeled. But like since we recorded last, my birthday, that was kind of uh, depressing. I was like. Man, I guess I'm old now, dude. Dude, we had to force we had to force you to uh, <laughs> to have a birthday party. To have a birthday party, <laughs> dude. I straight up wasn't gonna do anything, and homie, the homie DJ over here is like, "Yo, we're going to get pizza." It's like, "Okay, I'm in." And getting and everybody together, and just like, to show up. yeah, going out for. And so that was good. So that was like started low, got high, and then also since last time we recorded, I was let go from my job. <laughs> <laughs> of 10 years i legit oh. hit my 10 year mark since the last time we recorded and then was let go like a week and a half later and that was also while i was on vacation in a foreign country so <laughs> nothing led up to it either it was out no, of the blue it, it was, was completely out of the blue what, what was a budget cut or a performance no, huh. it was budget because like I was asking, well, you mean performance? <laughs> I performed, dog. Um, Sean but, does his job. Yeah, I I would say I'm fairly decent at what I did. Now it's in past tense. That's depressing. Uh, oh man. <laughs> but anyways, after ten years, uh, I'm on vacation. And I'll tell you more about the vacation. But after, like, while I'm there, somebody who used to work with me texts me. He's like, "Yo, I just heard they let go of a bunch of people in your position." are you good? And I was like, no one told me. So I hit up my boss and my boss's boss. I was like, yo, I'm hearing weird stuff. What's going on? My boss messaged me back and was like, uh, well, yeah, they let go of a bunch of coaches. I don't know if you're safe. I'm like, you don't know if I'm safe. And then my boss's boss messaged back. And all he said was, can you hop on a zoom meeting? I was like, (laughs) it's done. As I'm eating dinner in a foreign country, I hop on the Zoom meeting. And they're like, unfortunately, we have to let you go um, because there's a – I'm not going to go into all the details. But, yeah, it was budget cut, and they have to pay back all of the uh, investors. Hmm. But it I seemed think. like an extremely stupid idea. Like, if I was in charge, probably wouldn't have done what they did. Anyways, I'm back on the job hunt. Yo, who know of job openings though? Yeah, let me know if what's you guys... your what are your, what's your skill set, dog? Plug yourself. Cause. So here's my skill set, and I've realized this as I've kind of had to go through all of this job application process. Is that what makes me a good employee does not shine on the resume, and let me explain that. On the resume, it does not, and there's no way of proving that I will be as hard-headed and stubborn on getting a job done when I'm assigned to do it versus somebody who's super talented and shines on paper. Yeah, because uh, resumes super surface. Like, they, they'll look at numbers, 
So you have to like talk about those things in the interview, but that's if you even get to the interview, right? Yeah. I haven't even got to an interview. When they're like, tell me about a time when whatever. Yeah. So that's been super fun. Didn't realize how un, what's the word I'm thinking of? Unneeded in the workforce I am until just now. Yeah. And, uh, (laughs) we're all, uh, we all share the same common denominator of, uh, just no college degree <laughs> and yeah, how, how, about it. <laughs> <laughs> how, and how has that affected our lives? Yeah. But here's the thing. I think that is bullshit that a college makes me pay them 50 G's to take generals <laughs> before they give me a stupid piece of paper. Oh, never mind. I'm not going to, I'm not- <laughs> a little passionate about it. Sounds right a little bent right now. For, Dude, for I could actually reason. see myself turning red in the screen, <laughs> but anyways, that was the bad news. Guess I'm back on the market once again, mm-hmm. and for more ways than one. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> also, I guess uh, Sean, my skills could be sales because that's what I did for the last ten years, or teaching. Yeah, sales, and you were so. routinely like the top performing coach in the company for like ten years. You probably took almost every month. So I I'm mean, not worried about you. It still sucks. <laughs> Yeah. Ducks, ducks uh, the and, company. And What's the name of the this? company? Dude. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> I'm not trying to but get But these hoes ain't loyal, dog. Yeah, for real. But it may be It may be early to say this, but I hope like this is, you will look back and you'll be like, I'm glad that that happened. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. It will. I will. I have faith. Yo, Sean and I got plants recently and it's been, <laughs> I don't know about you, but it's been making me very happy. Oh, dope, yeah. dude. To tend to something living. You know, <laughs> it's pretty comparable to what Charles is dealing with. Yeah, <laughs> I, no, I, I kind of got like the same thing going on over here. I got to give water to it, like <laughs> let give it, it let sunlight. it see the sun. <laughs> so that's equal, I would say, to what Charles is dealing with, if not greater. Sean, thank you for sharing. That was very sweet of you. Yeah, guys, as you know, for the last nine months, uh, Mary Jane, my wife, was pregnant. Uh, there was complications throughout the pregnancy. I'd never really tried to bring it up. Uh, so we knew going in, there might be some issues, but we did not have any idea to what <laughs> to extent the level. Mm. Yeah, it was pretty wild. Um, without going into it, like I could dude, it, birth is wild already. Birth with complications is crazy. It was like the most pandemonium hectic a scene in the surgery room uh but uh, <laughs> we had a beautiful baby girl she was she had um respiratory issues which is kind of normal for premature Premies. babies and a heart mur- murmur so we ended up in the NICU for 14 days or 11 days i didn't realize it was that long dude yeah so i was sitting in a box of a room uh with alarms going off watching Baby girl struggled to breathe for like 11 days straight with very little sleep. (laughs) And it was very stressful. There was a moment there where you're not over the hump as far as like, is baby going to be okay? Is mom going to be okay? All this stuff. So that was extremely heavy and hard to deal with. And I think I will be dealing with that for a really long time. But slowly we hit plateaus and we hit benchmarks. We're like, okay, mom's good. And then eventually baby is good to a degree. And even every day we hit like new benchmarks of like how well baby girl is doing. So she's actually, she has one cord left on her and, uh, she's almost like good to go. Nothing wrong. So almost it's there, been dude. a long, yeah, it's been a long journey. It's been a month of like 
wildness. I have no sleep. I have had a lot of stress, but we are almost there and it is, uh, yeah. Can I dig a tiny bit? Yeah, go for it. Uh, and you tell me whatever you want, but what was, what was your lowest point? And then what, uh, how, how did you get out of it? I don't know. It's interesting. Cause, uh, I have a lot of theories on this looking at this, but while it was all happening, I think I was managing stress r- insanely well. How, how I never is that? got, I think part of it is because, uh, it's a trauma response of like kids who have grown up in potentially traumatic environments. And so you learn to car, car, compartmentalize it and just like do what you need to do. So like I straight up was just like not stressed while it was going down. It was very calm everything becomes a checklist and you just go through and like, does that make sense? Hmm. So like while it was all happening, I was like, cool as a cucumber, chill. It was going on. It was wild. But like we finally get home. She's still on oxygen. I'm having to regulate her levels to make sure baby girl can breathe, watch all these things. And we go on a walk and I lost our car keys. (laughs) They fell out of my pocket. When I, when I realized that I just like started bawling. And it was like, I think it's because I still had all the trauma I wasn't dealing with, but for somehow that triggered it. Like it, it caught up like, to you? You're yeah, like, oh, wow. Overwhelmed me. I'm I was like, like, one more thing. Yeah. So I'm, I just I'm like dealing with down. <laughs> no. There's, yeah. there's something. Afoot. My body was finally like, yeah, dude, you might you might have experienced, you might have gone through something you need to maybe process it for a minute. Oh, dude. No, it's little things like that. The, the poorest I ever was. Um not in the Philippines a, year ago? <laughs> yeah. a few years ago. I was so broken, depressed. I think I was like surviving off of uh, a loaf of bread and a carton of eggs a week um, for a little while. Where is this at? Uh, it was at Cent- Centen- Centennial, I think. Oh, okay. Okay. Or like it might have been, actually been at the house where we started the podcast right before it. And the, oh. and the 3 a.m. cured it. <laughs> no. Um, but uh, I was making eggs, and I accidentally dropped one of the eggs on the floor. <laughs> and, dude, I just started bawling. I was like, a whole egg, dude. <laughs> I, can't, I look back, and I'm like, I seriously had a breakdown over a, a broken egg on the kitchen Bro, floor. Bro, that's real, though, dude. A whole egg. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> Hell of <a> shit. <laughs> uh, just to wrap my whole thing up, um, everything looks really good. MJ's doing really well. Baby girl's doing really well. And then uh, I had a lot of really good people around me trying to, like Sean and DJ constantly trying to bring me meals. And then uh, MJ's mom was here. My mom was here. So we had a lot of uh, support. And I will say just, yeah, thank you. Thank you to everyone who reached out. That's why we've been on a break, if we're being real. Just, there was literally no way. I wasn't going to leave the hospital. Just the leave the, the, <laughs> to go the record NICU, dude. A, <laughs> a <laughs> podcast, so... Yeah. And Sean out of the country, dude. So, straight up, there's no way. <laughs> I, was living, I was living in my own real scary story. So. Damn, yeah. bro, that's real. It's so funny, dude. Next year's gotta be the year, but like, <laughs> we have not done October as well as we have not taken advantage of spooky season as well as we can. <laughs> and at the nope. beginning of this year, I think before you even knew that you had a baby coming, we're like, hey. This summer. I had such big plans. Yeah. We, oh, had, yeah. we like we talked gonna... about like September, August, September. Like we started listing out 
certain podcasters and people to interview that were more than our regular, more than just like regular friends, but like bigger in this like podcasting scene uh, to do like spooky stories with and to release them all in October, record them all towards the end of summer and then uh, release them periodically throughout, throughout spooky season. But life got in the way and that's okay. I'm not, I'm not mad about it. Mostly just, good things. Yeah. At least for Charles. Yeah. I mean, yeah. all it of this, all of this is all forward movement, you know, Yeah, like mm-hmm. we pick up. So yeah, we'll go. say like DJ, you can relate to this uh, when you almost died. Last <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw Charles yesterday for the first time we had like a sh- shoot. We had to in be up month. for work. Yeah. Damn. So really? We caught up for like a couple hours and, uh, yeah, you were like, yeah, I thought about you while we were in the NICU. <laughs> Since I, I couldn't breathe for like two weeks, three weeks, you know, last year with COVID. But yeah. yeah I, but what happens is like, I think it definitely does call into like what's really important and it adjusts some of your like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Your uh, priorities in life. But so it's a good lesson to learn. And then anyone out there who is listening, because a lot of the messages we got were like, I miss you guys. Come back. When are you guys coming back? Like, I need a new episode. I or, had to restart. I'm listening for the fifth time because that's or all even I like to. take your time. We get it. We'll yeah, be here. Like, we'll be here when you do come back. Yeah, yeah. So, anyone out there of our listeners who are going through a hard time as well, like our thoughts are with you. If you pray, our prayers are with you. Uh, yeah, it was like and it any was other tender way. and sweet to have a lot of people reach out. Yeah, in any other way, we'd like to try to – over time, our circle uh, grows. So it's harder to be personal, but we'd like – we still have a capacity to be personal mm. with listeners. So, yeah, like reaching out to us, we love hearing it. People are on vacation. When pe- whenever a listener goes to Hawaii, they always reach out like, DJ, I'm in Hawaii. What, what do I do? And I talk to them, and it's like, that's my favorite thing. So, yeah. yeah anyway. A- anyway. We love you all. We appreciate you. We should get into some stories. Yes, sir. Before, uh, patrons, I'm in the middle right now of reestablishing a private feed for you all. We had to cut that for a while with our new partnership uh, with Sound Talent that we got signed to. So, so sorry that's been uh, put off to the side. But you guys will have your own private feed so you can listen to bonus stories and the full episodes. Uh, as paying patrons uh, everywhere podcasts are available except for Spotify because Spotify uh, likes to be difficult with everybody. So just like how it used to be, basically. If you're yeah. a patron before <laughs> you listen to the private feed, you're going to get it again very soon. But those are the updates, friends. Uh, yeah, and we're happy to be back. Will we record next week? I don't know. <laughs> we'll, but, try. Uh, yeah, try. we'll try. We can try. We'll try. We'll try. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. I have benefited from therapy in a way that it's allowed me to feel a lot more light, lightness in my heart, my head my emotions, if that's something that you're needing, if that's something that's missing, uh, give therapy a try. Give BetterHelp a try. 
uh, we want to hook you up um, by getting it off your chest uh, and it be a little lighter on the wallet. Uh, go ahead and visit betterhelp.com slash 3am and you can get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 3am. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Charles, you want me to roll for you, or you got your own dice there? Got my own. Ooh, nice. Roll for me, dog. I don't know where my dice is at. Okay. Ooh, the nice. Are those your actual ones? Oh, are those the original ones I gave you? Dude, I still got the Or you one. earned? Yeah, that's true, dude. <laughs> okay, this is DJ's roll. And, oh, shit, you rolled a 20, DJ. Where's the salts? The salts have lost uh, <laughs> oh, its savor, dude. the salts, dude? They're, they're not potent anymore. <laughs> so I think we trashed them. We're basically uh, immune to them now. We basically were addi- addicted, and it's not the same anymore. Yeah. I rolled a 10, by the way. I got an, I got an 18. So it Damn. is DJ, me, Sean. Cool. So this comes from an anonymous listener from Ireland. And okay. Nope. What? I said good day. Good day. <laughs> uh, top of the morning. Top um, and it's just a sh- collection of some short stories from from uh, from his family. So he talks about my family has lived in the same place in Ireland that in the town we call it Old Dublin, but it's not Dublin. But it, in the town, everybody calls it Old Dublin. And my family has been here for generations. My family helped build the cobblestone, like he called them laneways. So I, just I assume the just the streets. Yeah. Um, the cobblestone laneways here. They're now tarmac. So like we've been th- here from the be- from the beginning, and we've we're still here through the change, and the way things look, we'll be here for a while more. And because we've been here, we know a lot about what goes on here. And there's there's quite a bit of shenanigans um, <laughs> oh, that, that go down big here Irish in uh, old Dublin. Shenanigans. Yeah. So um, I'm just going to throw out some of these stories. So um, they lived in tenement. Tenement? Uh, what is it? Tenement housing. I had to look up what it was. But it's like, like these section eight housing. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, okay. they were like these. Uh, I just found like these huge apartment buildings. 
Oh, okay. Um, the older ones weren't as tall, and they were made out of brick. But uh, yeah, they they they've lived in tenement housing for most of their lives, and uh, they were like three or four stories up, which is important to one of the stories. But weird things would happen in in their neighborhood. Growing up, he would always hear stories from his uncle talking about seeing actual leprechauns like outside chilling next to bushes, chilling, sitting on trees. And he always kept his distance, but he always said they were, they were little people and not like the little people we know today, but like <laughs> actual, the crypt, are they cryptids? Yeah. yeah sure. sure. All I can like see though is that, that video in like Alabama of the guy. Yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> they're leprechauns. Yeah. Uh, so I grew up hearing this and he, to this day, my uncle is like dead ass serious about this leprechaun business. Um, other things started happening that were closer to my family that made me start to believe like, okay, there's something going on here. I can't like refute all of this. I can't uh, support it completely, but uh, there's something going on. His aunt lived in the house that they're in now or in the the housing unit that they're in currently. She grew up there. And on that third or fourth floor, there's a wall on one side of the building that she can see outside of her window. And this wall is this wall is 20 feet high. And every once in a while, my aunt would wake up in the middle of the night to the sound of crying. She'd rub her groggy eyes. Hop out of bed, look around, no one's in there. She looks out the window, and there's a woman sitting on top of the wall. And there is no way to scale this wall. Mm-hmm. Also, in the middle of the night, what are you doing there? And she's looking closer, and this woman's sitting facing away. She has a white dress, and she has long white hair. She can't really tell if she's old or young. She's sitting away. She's brushing her hair and she's crying. And my aunt referred to this woman as the banshee. She never interacted with it. But every once in a while, she would come and visit and sit atop the wall, brush her hair, and cry. And her crying would wake her up in the middle of the night. So I grew up hearing stories of of the leprechauns and the banshee. Uh, My grandpa... Uh, has a story about running into a large black dog. Uh, he didn't say what job he worked, but he would work really late into the night until early morning. And one night he was coming home, and the laneway that they lived on was a hill. And he would come from the other side of the hill and then down. When he reached the top, he could see the large black dog at the very bottom of the hill facing him. And all my grandpa could think was, I need to get home. I need to make sure my family's okay. Because apparently the the black dog is a really bad omen in mm-hmm. Ireland and in uh, English culture. Isn't it in Harry Potter too? Like the the Grim. Grim. Like it's, it comes from like something. Um, something like real. But he was he saw this dog at the bottom of the hill. And it had glowing red eyes. He says, I need to get home. 
Only thing was, was that their home was halfway down the hill. So, <laughs> who's going to run faster? He books it and he's sprinting towards the house and down cobblestone. Uh, subsequently, the dog and the dog starts sprinting towards him. And it's a race to the house, one going uphill, one going downhill. Fortunately, he makes it to the door, whips it open, shuts it, runs upstairs. His family's fast asleep. They're okay. And he looks out the window, and the dog is sitting outside of his house watching him. Uh, He had a hard time sleeping that night, uh, our friend says. But he never saw the dog again. But that was... uh, uh, a crazy uh, story of like the black dog omen. Uh, omen of death is what he said it was in Ireland. It was the same grandpa that educated us more about the banshee. He started educating us about the banshee because me and my sister started seeing it. So we grew up hearing my auntie tell us about it. And then my sister and I awoke one night to the same crying. We're like eight or I was eight or nine and my sister's younger than I was. He didn't say what age. And we saw the same woman sitting on the wall crying and brushing her hair. Only this time, this woman's hair was black. So we went to my aunt later that week at a family gathering, told her about it. And she said, I've never seen one with black hair. It's always been the same woman with white hair. I wonder if it's the same. I wonder if it's the same woman or if, if it's a different one. While we're telling this, Grandpa, who saw the the dog and outran it, said, "I've seen both." And this is what you do when you see one or the other. The white-haired banshee, and I don't know where this is coming from. You know. <laughs> Um, this could be an old old wisdom, wi- yeah, <laughs> or an old wives' tale. To, you know, <laughs> um, he says the white haired uh, the white haired woman means you no harm. The black haired woman does. If she sees you and you see it, death is sure to come to your family. So okay. you're Sucks. supposed to avoid its eyesight. <laughs> It's line of sight. Uh, avoid speaking to it or hearing its voice. For weeks after that incident, I remember I would go to sleep holding my ears shut, <laughs> making sure I didn't like hear this woman's voice. Okay, um, that makes sense. It's a stressful way to sleep. Yeah, and and uh, we hung like a, a curtain or a sheet over our windows, so you couldn't see uh, yeah, or, too, or yeah. she couldn't see in oh, either. That's true. It's true. So. Um, yeah, that was our experience with with the banshee. The last thing that I experienced was waking up in the night. At this point, the banshee incident had been kind of out of our minds. I'm like 10 at this point. So about a year or two later, and I wake up in the middle of the night to the sound of talking. My first thought is the banshee. And I slowly bring my arms up, not to make any noise, so she knows that I'm aware of the situation, to cover my ears. But before I do, I realize it's a familiar voice. It's my sister. It's the middle of the night. 
and she's speaking. As I'm listening more, it's coherent speaking. It's not like mumbling. It's not sleep talking. But she's speaking full sentences and she's asking questions. I don't hear anyone else in the room, but it sounds like a conversation. And I slowly roll over. I'm on a bunk bed and I'm on the top. And I peer over and I see my sister sitting on a chair and it's just her, but she's having a conversation. I don't say anything at all. No, bro. I'm saying shut the f up. I'm trying to sleep up here. I, I stay under my covers and listen to the rest of the conversation. And I realize that she's speaking to our grandpa who had passed away the year prior. The same one that outran the dog. So it was a death omen. Because he's dead. <laughs> um, he didn't say how or, uh, yeah, he didn't say how his grandpa passed away. But it didn't seem like it was related. But he's seen I both banshees too. Yeah, that is crazy. Um, the next morning, I asked her about it. And she said, I, it started with grandpa showing up in my dreams. And then I would hear his voice in the night and just start talking to him. So he just shares that because he's like, I think more than my family being here for a long time and seeing a lot of things, I feel like there's something in my family that, you know, like certain people in my family are have like a gift that we've talked about, you know, to be able to connect with these things. But uh, he has more stories. Uh, that was just some of the ones that teaser. he decided to share. But goes from leprechauns to uh, bad omens to banshees and uh, spirits of our deceased loved ones. So, Dang, dude. That's all I got tonight. <clears throat> That's rad. Fun Good little I just watched dive into Irish culture. I just watched an episode of So Weird. That's a TV so weird, show dude. <laughs> in the 2000s on Disney that was basically like kids' X-Files. Yeah. I've been watching Baby at night, so my shift is from... Like one to six a.m. <laughs> I've just been watching old TV shows at night, and then I have to get up at nine and work. But anyway, uh, and there was a whole episode on Irish banshees. So Sick. I like just watched that like a day. Bro, ago. synchronicities. Yeah, uh, so I gotta like open up some of these books and like <laughs> see if I can find any more on it. Bro, I bet they're Irish. Totally. So white hair, dog. chill. Black hair, no chill. Uh, so Grandpa said. But grandpa, yeah, grandpa's also gone, you know. <laughs> <laughs> didn't help him much. Yeah. He didn't know shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The future is now, old man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Is that uh, you, DJ? Yeah. Um, I'd be like, I, I don't know if I want to be in the same room as my sister if she was talking to grandpa in the middle of the night. No, dude, tell her to shut the f up and grandpa to shut the f up. Yeah. I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> I think I'll just wait. Up. To the top of the morning to talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. Irish Irish cream. Irish butter. Um, <laughs> cool. I'm up. Okay, so I have a story tonight that comes to us from a listener. Cool. Ooh. This listener has shared stories before, but they said something in chat. <laughs> so uh, I don't want to dox them because the stories they've sent in before, they asked specifically to be anonymous. Anonymous. Okay. I just know this person has sent in some bangers before. Okay. And uh, while I was in the NICU, they messaged and they were like, yo, you want more stories? Because I have like a lot. I just don't want to 
annoy you guys and i was like hell no like annoy the more. hell out of us i don't know if, that, if that's exactly what they said but it was something like do you want these like like there was any question in our mind you know what I mean? <laughs> and i was like yes please send them all so i'm only going to share a couple of the ones they sent uh we've talked about it before with like creepy things that happen in the workplace i think sean you had an experience once you had to be at like your office early in the morning or something. Do you remember that when you worked in Provo? Um, when the accident you happened. Said, oh, oh shit! Said, no, that was me working late, dude. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. And hearing the voice. Yeah, bro. No, in the office, and... I'm not into it. Oh, so we've talked about stuff like that. We've talked other viewers and stories we've heard of like late night in these office buildings. Just like it's an eerie place when it's empty, right? Yes. Yes, sir. So I won't say where, but this person worked at an office, I think, in the East Coast, I think. And his office building was in a way rural part of town. So think like you had to go really far out there. Nothing's around it. And then it's just this office building and like a parking lot. Probably and surrounded right up against by like the- forest too if it's like East Coast. We're not talking like barren like West Coast here right up against the parking lot is like a little bit of dirt like a a shipping container a dumpster and then behind that forest called it so this is this happened in 2020 covid hits and everyone's working from home so no one's at this office like not only if is this office building remote now that it's COVID, it's doubly remote. Like, no one's out there. And our friend here, he has three stories that happen in, to him in this office. One of them, there was, like, a convention that was going to be happening. And one of his coworkers was in charge of putting together all these banners and signage for the convention. And even though no one was at the office, HQ would still send all the supplies to the office. And that's where they had to go pick it up, set it up, and ship it out. And because our homie is a nice guy, he volunteered to go into the office, put it all together, and then deliver it to the coworker who was going to be taking it to the show. So he's a couple stories up. He's in an office like room. He has all the signage on the floor because he's putting it together. In the layout of this room, there's probably like cubicles way down to one side. He's in this like open area. There's like a fire escape door right behind him. It's one of those emergency doors where like an alarm would potentially go off if you opened it. Yeah. No one ever uses that. Behind it's like a fire escape or something. And then uh, just more doors and cubicles on the other side. And he's alone. There's not one person in the building. Uh, there's nothing playing. There's no screens. It's just him putting together these signs. And as he's bending down, maybe like screwing something in, he hears a loud bang right behind him as that emergency door slams open. Not only does it bang and slam open and startle him, he hears someone sprinting towards him from the door. (laughs) Hell no. Our friend's not a small (laughs) dude. He's not a small fella, but it scared the hell out of him. He jumps, you know, he's startled and turns around ready to like engage what the hell's going on. And what he sees is absolutely nothing. Oh, that's worse, dude. And the door is closed and it's locked. 
and E, I don't know, I'd imagine, quickly packs up and GTFOs. That's just the first one. Second one, he's, he works from home, like I said, but a manager or a coworker asks him to come into the office for like a Zoom call. Like a lot of them needed to be on there. And she asks, like, would you mind coming? And he's like, no, not, not, a, not a problem at all. So he comes. They're doing the Zoom call. They take a break. He's going to use the restroom. And the restroom he is going to use is like almost across the entire office building. And you know, in those office buildings, everything's like motion lights. Mm-hmm. Like if you're not in there for a while, it's like, it's off. Right? Yeah, when you take like too long of a dump. And the <laughs> yeah, bathroom exactly. just turn <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, throwing sure toilet they- paper over the wall. <laughs> yeah. You're freaking nocturnally admitting. <laughs> um, anyway, so he makes his way over. And as he moves from like room to room or down the hall, you know, the light's turning on. As it's like he's the only person in the building. And finally, gets to the bathroom door and he opens it up. And unsurprisingly, it's pitch black in there because no one's in the building. And he takes one step in. The door starts to close behind him. And right as the door's closing and he's almost in pitch black, brilliant light, white light, like comes on, lights up the whole bathroom. And there is a man. Standing in the middle of the bathroom, frozen. Once again, our homie, we'll call him L. Not a small dude, not easily intimidated or anything, but this startled him too. <laughs> Whoa. Understandably. Uh, my bad. I, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't know, you know, someone's in here. Are you okay? Can I help you? And the person just doesn't make eye contact with them doesn't answer him at all, doesn't look at him, and after a minute of just staring off into space, comes to and walks out of the bathroom. Our homie L uses the bathroom, comes out, and he does not have a good feeling. He's like, nah, this is weird. Runs back to the other side of the office, tells the coworker, you should go home. Like, I don't know what that was. I don't know who this was. He still used the bathroom with the dude in there? Bro, when you gotta go, you gotta go. No, the guy walked out. The guy just left the bathroom. Okay, yeah. The guy walked out past him, then he goes to the yeah, bathroom. Dude, and all I can think of is like, dude, he's waiting for me. And you're going so to the like, bathroom. That's your most vulnerable Well, point. you're cornered, so it's like, now he, he knows where you are, and now you don't know where he and is. And he knows what you're gonna do. You so slash like, my tires, and... I forgot dude, we'd, mention, we'd survive a horror movie, I feel like. For sure. I forgot to mention, dude, I want to, sorry, side note, I want to do a get out games that is literally like survive a horror movie. I think that'd be so fun. Like yeah, if dude. you make bad decisions, you die. Oh anyway, shit. That's actually a good, how well like, you survive. escape room, dude. Yeah. Anyway, back to the story. <laughs> As he was sitting down using the restroom, he realized when he opened the door, the lights were off, which means only one thing. That guy had been standing in there still, like stock still, long enough for the light oh. sensors to be off. <laughs> that's commitment. That's dude. when he that's when he got really freaked out. That's when he ran and told his coworker and he's like, You need to leave. Like we need to leave. We can't work from here. <laughs> At very least, that's a red flag. Yeah. Homie's standing not in the good. bathroom not doing anything. It's frozen in time. I get it. Sometimes when I go to the bathroom, I just feel like stuck in time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Last one. 
This one takes place in the winter time. Once again, no one's working at the office. I think this took place last December, he said. Uh, he has a truck that might be like a company car or something because he parks it at the office. Hmm. And he doesn't use it, I'd imagine, maybe since COVID or something, but uh, he doesn't use it often enough to where he like wants to sell it. So he puts it on the market very quickly. Someone's like, I'm interested. Uh, and he was like, I want to see it in person. It's December, so it's three degrees outside. And our homie's like, uh, like I will only do this if you're really interested because it's that cold. The guy's like, no, let's meet. Where do we meet? And he tells him, this office building, way out in the middle of nowhere, near a forest. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes early, and he turns the keys in his truck that's parked there, and he said... His truck is the big dead, as DJ would say. <laughs> so it's three degrees outside. Um, he's in the back of the office building. It's like a one lane parking lot. Uh, at the end of the parking lot is some dirt, some gravel. There's a dumpster. And then behind that dumpster is a shipping container. DJ, would you pull that picture up for us? So this is at the very end between us and the shipping container. There was a dumpster. Okay. Like halfway, halfway between. So anyway, great photojournalism here. (laughs) Freezing cold. He tries to turn the car on. It's dead. Damn. I'm going to have to replace it. So he gets his tools out. He pops the hood. He's working with his back to the forest. Nope. You need to turn your back to the forest, dude. As he's trying to get the the battery out, he hears something. And he turns. And through the lightly falling snow, he can see a black hooded figure peeking out from behind the shipping container. He takes a minute, he looks at it, and decides to shift his body (laughs) so that he no longer is back to the shipping container. Like I said before, big dude, not too afraid. He has a wrench in his hand, so he's like, okay. Yeah. I'm just going to keep going. So he keeps trying to take the battery, but now out of the peripheral, he can see that this figure keeps going like this. Like, like peeking, peeking around the shipping container. At him. Don't yeah. like that, dude. So at one point, he says, hey, if you come any closer, I'm going to take that as a threat. Yells that out. Finally, the battery comes loose. He's like, phew. Grabs the battery, heads to the store to get a new one. Comes all the way back. And by the time he gets back, it's now almost dark. Oh, no. The snow is following or falling thicker and fluffier. It's one of those super thick, fluffy snow where everything's muffled, every footstep crunches. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like it's almost like you're in a closed room outside. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He throws the new battery in. He's wrenching it in and he looks up and the figure is no longer behind the shipping container. It's now halfway towards him peeking out from behind the dumpster. And he goes, that's it. I'm, I, I got to figure out what this is. So he says, hey, hands up, starts walking towards the dumpster and the figure quickly. Duck behind the dumpster, right? 
probably wrenched Ray's halfway, comes around the side of the dumpster ready to confront whatever, whoever the hell it is. Nothing. No way. Damn, dude. dude. Opens the dumpster lid. Nothing. Drops the dumpster lid. It crashes. Freaking turns around fast, looking left and right. And as he turns and looks at the shipping container, he sees the figure behind the shipping container (laughs) peeking out, staring at him. (laughs) No. No way, dude. The snow would have given it away. No footprints? No sound? There were no footprints. It was that one who carried him. Runs to his car, turns it on, and gets the hell out of there. And he said, he wraps it up and just says like, luckily the car started. It was literally three degrees and snowstorm, in a snowstorm, and no other cars or houses were, were around me. I literally can't explain what I saw. That's that's a bad time when there's no footprints in the sand. <laughs> it's yeah. like yeah. God's not there for you. I'm not walking, <laughs> and like, he's not there for me. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, those were the three stories of this dude's office building. Damn. Um I liked them. There's like beauty and simplistic, uh, scary stories. Yeah, and these ones I'm not even mad. I don't know what's going on, or like we get no real resolution. Yeah, or creepy yeah. enough. We're just gonna stay creeped out. I'd be like, I wish yeah. I got fired from that job. <laughs> I ain't trying to be there <laughs> they anymore. They kept him around, yeah. dude, just because he volunteered to go to the office. Yeah. Um, <sighs> this guy, our homie L, he's a real one, dude. He has sent in some hitters that I can't say he's connected to. And then um, he has some in here from Uganda. You can't say the stories that we shared from him before? He asked specifically to be anonymous okay. in a couple okay. of them. That's fine. For, for, for reasons. Off pod, I'll tell you. Oh, uh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah. But he sent us a list of stories. So I have a Damn. couple coming from him next week. I saw Challenge him. Challenge and Seth. I went like, on the DMs and just like swipe and swipe and swipe mm-hmm. and just yeah. a wall of text of stories. They are fun. They're very fun. Uh, he's lived a colorful life. He's lived different places. And so it's cool to be able to like uh, reach out, connect with people like that. So, anyway, shout out L. Thank you for sending these in. I appreciate you. Keep it up. I'm glad you're alive. Yeah, for real. Cool. That's me tonight. Bless, dude. Uh, yeah, yeah. If you got a story, hit up our Instagram. Uh, the link in our bio or our website, the three am podcast dot com. You'll see a place to submit your stories. A lot of you have already. Keep them coming. Thank you for sending them. Yeah. But uh, it's just an easy Google form. You can type it out. You can upload a file. So if it's easier for you to like record a voice memo on your phone, uh, we'll take that too. A vlog, uh, whatever, you know? So just no, uh, no, no naughties, you know? <laughs> no naughties. Or, or are you trying to? Yeah, Sean's Sean's not in his head, so yeah. Okay, I'm in. Maybe a little bit more. (laughs) No, but uh, yeah, link in bio. Submit your stories. All right, Sean, take us home. All right, guys. So I wanted to, I wanted so badly to have scary stories from the trip, but turns out I went to a place that just wasn't very superstitious, (laughs) and they don't have good scary stories. I looked. I while I was there, I tried to find stuff, 
And here's the thing. So I was in Portugal. I spent a little bit of time in the UK and uh, Spain in between like layovers and stuff, but mainly in Portugal. And like, I, I have pictures, we can pull those up and I'll walk you through them. That's actually San Francisco, but over, yeah, that one starting there is. So I'm just bringing all of them up first and then. Okay, you're good, you're good. Um, but it was beautiful. I loved the place. Um, the capital of Portugal, Lisbon, was the oldest capital of any country in Europe, apparently, which I was like, oh, this is kind of wild. There has to be good, scary stories. <laughs> and there wasn't. So I kind of did a bunch of research and turns out there's your, your basic kind of children's scary stories. They have in Portugal, same as just about everywhere else. You got your boogeyman. You got your, what they call is Omam do Saco, which is the man with a sack who goes and <laughs> takes bad children, turns them into soap. And what? dude, yeah, he turns them into <laughs> buttons and soap. So if you're bad, <laughs> the man with a sack is going to roll on by, grab the bad kids and turn them into buttons. We've talked about that dude before. And yeah, so that very quickly, it was like early on 3 a.m. I couldn't find any like specific stories either, just a general description of. And then, of course, you got the boogeyman. There's a lot of history that I think is not necessarily uh, scary stories as much as probably what we don't know is going to be scary. For example, like there was a super old building in and around Sintra, Portugal, which is about an hour outside of Lisbon, which allegedly had a secret society meet in the basement. And there's not a whole lot of information I could find on it. Bish, that's what we do. Yeah, I know. It's, <laughs> it's like, just us. <laughs> yeah, we're in the basement secret society, dog. Um, but we can. I can take you through some of these pictures here if you want to pull them up. This first one that you have is Bellum Tower, which is right at the mouth of the river in Lisbon, just looking out into the ocean. Super old, obviously. It it was super dope. Like going around and seeing all the architecture and stuff like that was super fun. This is like another view of Lisbon. It's kind of very uh, King's Landing-esque, minus the bridge probably, and dragons, add dragons, and you got King's Landing right there. Um, this here is actually on an island off the coast of Africa. It's called Madeira. And it was allegedly one of the most renowned Zen gardens in the world. And it was For pretty what, bro, Zen. That's Asian. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what, what makes it, uh, renowned? I don't know, dude. That's it's just, just what, extra Zen. Dude, extra Zen, bro. This dude. whole place was like probably seven acres. I'm going to get my Namaste in bed merch from there. Straight up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you ever seen George of the Jungle, this is Ape Mountain. Um, no, just kidding. That was a hike that I did, which was dope, honestly. Uh, <laughs> I believed your ass. Oh, I was like, That's crazy, dog. <laughs> um, this was this, mount, or this trail that I started off in the clouds. And then eventually get to this view after I end up going through this cave, which, by the way, was super creepy because this cave is just this long, narrow cave. It was probably a good 100 yards long. And as I'm walking mm. up to it, I see the light on the other side disappear. 
I was like, oh shit, someone's in there. <laughs> I don't want to go in here anymore. <laughs> it was every, it was very. So you didn't. I did, dude. I had oh, to, did. bro, for it's content. Like I actually did men. post it. It's on my TikTok for okay. anyone that wants to see it. But anyways, that was, uh, this was on the same trail and just gorgeous views everywhere. But here's the bottom line. I couldn't find a whole lot of scary stories for Portugal. So I went back to the drawing board and like Portuguese uh, history is scary story enough. You, uh, if you know, you what's know. Portuguese <laughs> history. That's true, dude. Just explore. Like colonizer. Dealing, colonizer dealing people. Yeah. Mm. That's pretty scary. I see. So I went back to the drawing board and went back to some stories that were submitted to us. So this story oh, yeah. that I'm going to share is from a listener and he didn't say that he wanted to remain anonymous. So I'm going to dox you. Name is Luis or Lewis. I'm going to say Luis for the, just sounds better for the story. Mm. And Luis is online dating. He has got all the apps, probably the Holy Trinity of Bumble, Tinder, Hinge. And he meets this girl, ends up talking to her for a little bit. They uh, hit it off. And eventually... Uh, he finds out that she also has a son, which which is cool with him. He's fine with it. Um, but the baby daddy has passed away, apparently. That's kind of what happened. He's also fine with that. I guess there's no real issues I, I foresee with that anyways. But as this relationship progresses, he uh, gets invited over to her house and doesn't meet the kid because it's too soon for that still. But he's going over on Netflix and chilling, you know, just like your basic dating protocol, if you will. Um, and so he said he gets to the point where he's probably going over a couple times a week. And they would always just chill in the living room, Netflix and chill. One night he's staying over pretty late, though. And she is like, I'm tired. Let's take this to the bedroom. So they go into the bedroom. And the layout here is you walk into the bedroom. And immediately to your right is a bathroom door, goes into the bathroom. And then the bed is directly to the left. And if I'm interpreting this correctly based on what he told me, on the left of the bed is a closet with like two sliding doors. Okay. And then on the right is where the TV was. So they hop in bed. They're just cuddling, watching a show, and eventually they both kind of nod off to sleep. Now, after Luis falls asleep, shortly after he remembers waking up from a bad nightmare, and he wakes up and they're still cuddling in bed, but he looks down at the foot of the bed, and there is a dark figure standing there watching him, and it starts coming around the bed towards him. And then as he starts freaking out and like he's going to have to do something. It's the kid. He wakes up. Oh, oh it's a nightmare. And he realizes the, he's still cuddling in bed. And the TV is on, but it's just this red screen. So like the room is kind of illuminated in this red color. And he looks at the bathroom on the other end of the room and sees 
just this darkness kind of start coming out of the bathroom, just filling the room, dispelling the red light and becoming just dark. And he's starting to freak out again. Eventually, he hears the TV click off, bringing everything to immediate darkness as he's being shooken awake by his girl. So now the third time waking up from a nightmare, a dream within a dream within a dream. And she's waking up and she's like, are you okay? You were like struggling and like sounded like you were scared or something. And he's like, no, we're good. We're good. Prior to all of this happening, like he would typically leave like in the evenings anyways, because he would always get this migraine like while he was there at the house. And he never wanted to say anything to her just because like as soon as he would leave and get on the road to go home, the migraine would go away. So like this was kind of a reoccurring thing that happened to him. And this was one of the first times he's staying like super late. At this point, she wakes him up. He's awake now for real. And she gets out of bed. She's like, I'm going to go and change into something more comfortable. She goes into the bed, into the bathroom across the room, closes the door and the room is dark with the exception of just the light that is on the corners of the door for the bathroom. Right. And he's laying in the bed, looking up at the ceiling. And then he kind of looks over at the closet and the closet, one of the like sliding doors is slightly pulled to the side. So there's just a small area. Close that. That you can like see. Well, you can't see into it because it's pitch black. But still, all of a sudden, Luis gets this feeling that something is there and something is watching him. Dude, is the sun a part of any of this? He starts freaking out, thinking, when is she going to be done and come out? Because I don't want to be here alone right now. Eventually, she comes out of the bathroom. Luckily, nothing happened. She lays back down in bed, and he's like realizing at this point that he has this massive headache, this migraine again. He's like, hey, sorry, I'm going to actually take off. I'm going to head home. This is like one in the morning, probably. He ends up leaving goes home, and I don't want to mess this up, so I'm going to read it from what he says. So finally ends up going home. It's 1.30 in the morning, and the next morning she hits him up and asks if everything is okay. And his general conversation with her is as follows. He says he's good and doesn't want to tell her immediately. Because he doesn't want to freak her out. She's living alone with her kid in this house, right? But, but she knows something's up. She knows something's up. Okay. So after a little coaxing, he's like, I was just laying in bed and I looked over the closet and felt like something was watching me. Something was there. And tells her this whole story. The weird part of telling her this was not, holy shit, what's going on? Her question was, which side of the closet were you looking at? And he's thinking that's weird. But then he says it was that whatever left side, the side that was cracked last night. She's like, um, well, I don't want to tell you. I don't want to freak you out, so never mind. <laughs> Just trying to 
you made me tell you, so you gotta tell me. And after then a little coaxing from him, he was like, okay, what, tell me what's going on. And she's, she's like, well, that's, that's the side that my baby daddy's ashes are on. Just sitting inside the closet there. And everything starts to hit him like, oh shit, the migraines, everything. Now he says afterwards that, uh, this happened like two weeks ago when he sent it, but <laughs> they kind of slowly stopped talking after that, apparently. So I'm sorry, Luis, like better days ahead, but still, I feel like that might be my same reaction in that case, getting haunted and getting migraines from somebody's <laughs> baby daddy. <laughs> baby daddy's still like holding down the fort, even like from beyond the grave. Exactly. Like, He's actually <laughs> doing the real work, dude. <laughs> smashing Oh my girl. <laughs> I thought the sun had something to like. I thought the sun was going to be in the closet for some dude, reason. That would be watching. actually like, almost scarier, dude. You about to meet your father? <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, I don't know about that, bro. <laughs> That's that would be like okay, kid. You way too creepy. Also, going to slowly have to stop talking at that point. So, but that was it for Luis. He said that was two weeks ago when he did send this. Um, but anyways, super scary. We're glad you survived. It isn't, isn't um, dating hard enough. No. <laughs> For real. Mark, uh, have you ever listened to Mark Norman, Sean? You know Mark, Mark Norman? Mark Norman? He's become one of my favorite oh, yeah, comedians uh, in the last year or so. I've been watching a ton of his content. But he has a hilarious bit between like, it's mainly on the difference between like men and women. He's like, girls can be on a date and the guy like shows like his Nazi paraphernalia that he has like a hobby of. And she's like, I have to get out of here. <laughs> but girls will do the same thing and show their Nazi paraphernalia. And the guy's like, I got to smash her. And then I got to get out of here. <laughs> so he's a pig. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, that's not what I'm saying about our listener, but uh, he found about, he found out about that after. Yeah. The fact. He found about after the whole thing happened. So yeah, probably did the right move. Cause the baby daddy was coming for him. He was getting migraines every time. And he ghost her. <laughs> Shit, dude. <laughs> Everybody's ghosted. Bro, ghosting is a very <laughs> she common got, she thing. She got double ghosted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. He had to die to ghost her, dude. Uh, I'm glad, Luis, you made it out. That's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I would like that very much, dude. Not at all. <laughs> but that is, is that you it for me. Yep. Nice. Guys, I have to get to bed. No, I, I get my it. shift in like two or three hours. Oh, shit, dude. Yeah, that's right. You're good. Rest up. Appreciate uh, it. Real quick. In all reality, that, that story is scary, but at the same time, it's like it's like her. <laughs> it's her loved one who passed away. You know? Yeah, I know. It's real sad. But, but for Luis, that was real scary. Yeah. No, I get it. Um, but thank you, everyone, for joining us. We're glad to be back. Where ha did he dip? He must have dipped. Uh, bye, Charlie. Bye, Felicia. Uh, love you all. Everybody else. We'll do this again very soon. So, uh, this episode will come out within the next week or so. But yeah, uh, if you're a subscriber, you can watch the the rerun for a couple of weeks. We'll put it on Patreon as well. But yeah, thanks for joining in. Uh, and we'll talk to you folks soon. Bye. Bye.
Bye. I'm sorry. Bye. Be careful out <laughs> <All> there. <good. laughs> I disconnected on accident. Bye. Bye. <laughs>